Adam St. Germain. God Sullivan. Are you really here in this talk show? Oh, shit. It's real. It's so real. We thought you was dead. You know what? Could have been. Could have been. Hard to say. All right. Hard telling, not knowing, as they say. <laughs> oh, my good Lord. You are alive. But where uh, are you? Barely. 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 <laughs> where, where are you at? Is the question. Well, I just posted it to the Instagram for everyone to see. I am in no particular order in the United States. <laughs> okay. That's in, a good start. In, in Vermont, in Burlington, in my wife's car. Oh, yeah. In my own driveway. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's something. <laughs> you're bringing it. Yeah, and you're like, and you're like, why the fuck are you in your driveway? I mean, in your wife's car. I got I'll some theories based on the fact that I couldn't oh. get you on this thing for a minute. <laughs> Hit me. What's your theory? Um, you got some family situation going on. Maybe family's in town. Whatevs. And you're just you're, you're hustling, man. You're grinding. You're, tr you're trying to play multiple roles. I mean, that was true earlier in the week, no question. However, oh, you sprained your back home. <laughs> we're back home. Everybody's gone. I was like, "You got, you got to go. It's over. You got to go." <laughs> but get out. We we just went to the circus this evening, oh. which was a blast. Shout out to Circus Smirkus, which Smirkus. if anybody doesn't know is a circus that consists entirely of children. Like, all of the performers are, are 11 to, I think, 18 years old. And it was super good show. They did a great job. I have questions um, about the labor situation, but I'll take your word for it that it was a good show. Oh, you know, I think maybe they bill it as, like, an educational program. <laughs> <laughs> for their bank I don't know. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good question. Anyway, so we're at the we're at the circus. I was real excited to go. We took the kid. She had a blast. Fantastic. Kid falls asleep on the way home. Great. Nice. She's she's asleep, which is awesome. And so I tend to be loud on the phone. I oh, I never I never noticed that. <laughs> so I just you know, and then Allie was like, "Why don't you go sit out on the back deck? It's really nice out." I was like, "You're you're right." It is very nice out, except for the massive swarm of mosquitoes that lives in our backyard. Oh, no. So I'm here in the mobile office of the Honda Fit. I'm, just, I'm doing it. I'm making it work. <laughs> You're in the Fit, keeping it fit. <laughs> Man, it's been, it's been a minute. You I... know, it's, been, it's actually it's been so long that... Um, <laughs> That, you know, in the meantime, while, you know, the listeners were away, I, I was busy. Uh, we managed to pick up a couple of sponsors, which I think is great. Yeah, that's true. We, we did. We had a, a little bit of upload issue on the one last week. Uh, I did a little mini episode with, with my wife, my wife. 
And uh, but we were sponsored <laughs> bad. by we're sponsored by a pretty sweet product. I'm not gonna get into it again now, but it's a it's a blue as fuck lacrosse ball for your back and other parts. Yeah, well, you know, I've been making I've been making a little bit of buzz on the internet, and so um, a, a small company reached out to me, um, and they they wanted to uh, they wanted this episode. The next few episodes, actually, I'll get into the details with you later on the contract. Oh, okay. I love but, a good contract. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so tonight's episode, ladies and gentlemen, is brought to you by the Specialized Turbo Levo. It is you, only faster. Oh! Little, little, little flashback of history, Scott Sullivan. Hit me with it. <laughs> First place of mountain biking was, was Mount Tam, which is located in California. Years ago, hikers on Mount Tam used to say we're crazy. Roadies called mountain biking a fad. Clunkers, tension discs. We left our eyes wide open, kept our heads down, and kept designing. And we kept evolving. And today, the Turbo Levo embodies a design unimaginable 40 years ago in the mountain biking world a trail bike with 530 watts of assisted power on the climbs there's so many trail watts. bike that's that, just that gives you scott sullivan so many watts the power to ride more trails i, I want to ride more trails so that sounds appealing so, to me yeah you want to you want to check it out get down to your local specialized retailer take one out for a test ride Please try not to smile as you go for a ride. Hell yeah. And also, if you're pulling the trigger on that purchase, tell them that you have a promo code. <laughs> and tell them that the promo code is complicated squat. And when they look at you like they don't understand, send them to us. <laughs> yeah. Send email, them to us. email Scotty. At com, We'll set them straight. We'll help Forward you it straight to Adam at Specialized.com. <laughs> it's probably Adam C. Germain at Specialized.com, if I had to guess. And I don't um, have all right. to guess. <laughs> so, that, so that's that's where I'm at. That's our sponsor. Thank you very, very much, uh, Specialized. Really appreciate it. Um, They're great. Scott, yes. where are you? Uh, I'm in the office in Austin, struggling with with the the sound as usual because I, I did something really stupid earlier today. I did something we you know uh, that you always tell your friends uh, who are training for like an event. You know, don't you know adjust. You don't change bike. anything you before the event. Come on, yeah, come on. Don't change anything before the event. I was testing out a system for a different project I want to do, and so I had to move some cords and things around. Oh man. Got myself all disheveled right before. And the, and the irony being that I was harassing you about what time we were going to start. And then I was like, oh, can I actually start then? <laughs> but it, it's very in keeping uh, with, with the show the way we do it. So I feel like we, 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 we hit all our marks. Okay, good. Good. I like it. I like it. And just to clarify, you're still currently in Austin, Texas, yes? I'm in the uh, talk show world headquarters in far south Austin. Yes. And uh, yes. yeah, oh, by the way, Monday arrives in my mailbox some pretty sweet embroidered patches Woo! with our logo on them that will eventually be uh, well, they're already for sale on talkshow.com. But I'm gonna put some of those bad boys on some hats and then we're gonna have hats, so that's coming soon. All right, look, not only can you buy a patch 
and possibly a hat on talkshow.com. You can also purchase a sweaty <laughs> t-shirt that I once wore. Yeah, it's for sale. We have an item on the store that is specifically, explicitly, one of Adam's used shirts that he just doesn't wear when he goes to the gym anymore. <laughs> I want you to. I want all the listeners to know, though, it's a, it's a mystery. You don't know what shirt you're going to get. It really no. depends on what day of the week mm-hmm. you you put the order in. It so could end up pretty you know, dope. Choose wisely. It, it could be some some bullshit race he did once that he didn't even like. Could be one of those. Um, yeah, could be a shirt that I painted in and wore for a run, and I just took that off halfway. I'll have to go pick it up because it's somewhere out on the bike path. We're talking yeah. ten bucks, though. That's a steal at that price. It's it's a steal at twice the price. I mean, I would say, right? You get a high tech, you get a high quality, high tech shirt, and and it's not my sweat, sweat. It's not sweat wicking, really, but it did wick some of Adam's sweat, so you get that too. <laughs> we call it got sweat mopping technology sweat. It it's mops. got it's got high space age polymer sweat absorption materials yeah highly absorbent mm-hmm. i mean we're talking about good shit here oh yeah i'm sorry um, it's not on roguefitness.com where that blue ass lacrosse ball is you know what it is i've been talking to the people at rogue about getting the, the shirt on there and they're, they're just not ready for it and that's okay that's next right. level it'll, shit it'll, it'll, it'll Nice It'll level. happen. It'll we're, happen. We're we're flying above. We're we're like we're flying a kite on a plane. It's where we're on other levels. Okay, so That's right. I'm at I'm at like forty thousand feet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All the time, every day. So I, we that's a natural bridge to the next subject. I was going to save it for later, but we just bridged it naturally. One of we have like a fan, I think, at this point. Maybe like according to our metrics in the RSS feed, people listen to this. But I only know of one guy, and he sent me a message. <laughs> and he sent me a message. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, hit me up. You actually got an email? I got an email from this podcast, yes. Not from like a robot, from like a real person. No, from a real person who you know in real life, I only know via this show. So now I feel like I know him, but I only know him really wait. via this show. Do we want? Do we want to say his name or no? I don't know how you would feel. I mean, I think you would like it, but I mean, you're all right. Shout, shout it out. I don't, who is it? Hold on. I'm going to check my thing. I know his name's Matt, but I don't want to F up his last name because he, he did email me and it was, uh, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> Specifically kind of roasting you, but, uh, Oh, good. I think you should, you should read it probably word for word. Uh, okay. So it might be if, difficult to get to the email right now, but his name is Matt Newell. Does that sound right? To you? Was that, a, was that a question? Was that a, were you asking me? No, but I'm, I, you know the guy better than me, and I don't want to, like, I want to be nice. Um, yeah, no, that's his name. Yeah, Newell. Newell. Yeah. Newell. That's a, that was the only part I was anxious about. I didn't want to jack the guy's last name. After so, after two, be- two beers, it becomes Newell. Newell. Okay. I like Matt. That. It's Matt Newell. <laughs> Newell. So he, he sent me a link. <laughs> on Instagram to this, this thing that says Holmberg. I don't know who these people are, but it's just like jujitsu. There's all these different affiliate systems in sports. And so like jujitsu has affiliate systems. Apparently CrossFit does too. He sent me a link, Holmberg's affiliate issues, dress code standard and bands, booty shorts and shirtless workouts. And then of course, in the links, he said, he added us, he added the talk show, he added me and he said, well, it looks like Adam won't be allowed to work out here. <laughs> which is in keeping with your I will not wear a shirt while I work out 
ethos. Yeah, fuck that. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Um, okay, wait, real quick, just to fill you in on the details. Yes. Holmberg is one of the OG CrossFit Games champions. So the okay, guy so, is a, he's a savage. So this is like a, this is big news within the community because this is a guy who like you know carries some weight with his name. Hundred percent. And uh, the way the affiliate, anytime you see a place that's called like Austin CrossFit or Champlain Valley CrossFit, anybody who has CrossFit in their name, they are an official affiliate of CrossFit CrossFit headquarters, and they can use the name. I assumed that much. I didn't know how many variations off of that there are, but there really is just the one. Like if, if CrossFit's in the name, it's definitely in that lineage. I mean, that's my understanding. If it's not in the name, then they do not officially practice CrossFit because they are not paying the license fee the to licensing do so. Fees. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it works that way. And jujitsu is very similar in the sense that, you know, you've got different names of, people who are part of a lineage and and it kind of right becomes part of the whole trust issue of i'm in a new town i want to go train at this gym what are the gym's names and, and which ones do i recognize well wait so so i met a guy the other day who practiced we'll get back to the shirtless and booty shorts in no because we need I to met- have an actual serious conversation about i don't even know the answer i haven't formulated an answer about whether or not that's okay that well, no no we'll get to that in a second yeah. hang on I have a question about jujitsu. Sure. I met this guy locally who, who trains jujitsu. And I said, Oh, you must go to this uh, academy. And he's like, no, I go to this other academy. Are there two family names in jujitsu? Like there's obviously Gracie, but is there another name? There, there are several and there are, um, the lineage sort of, of the different schools spreads out. There are people who have cousins and different names. And then there are people with the same name that aren't really, really. There are some Gracies that aren't really Gracies in the lineage of the family. And I'm not an expert on any of it. But you've got the Machados. And that's another big, you know, branch. You think about a guy like, I hate that we mention this MF for every episode. But a guy like Joe Rogan, he he got his (laughs) jiu-jitsu black belt from Jean-Jacques Machado. I don't know why he's involved in every episode of the show. Because wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Yes, Rogan's a black belt. Oh yeah, he's a black belt. He's actually a multiple black belt because he has a. I believe he has a black belt from. I could be wrong about this, but I think he has his black belt from Eddie Bravo in Nogi Jiu Jitsu, and I think he has a black belt from Machado too. I could be wrong about that. That's and please, if you have a question about that. Just send it right on over to Bernie Sanders on Twitter, like whatever his shit is at Bernie Sanders on Twitter. I don't want to hear about it. That uh, wow, fuck Rogan's black belt. All right. But he's, he's a okay. black belt. He's he's a black belt in the tenth planet system of jujitsu for sure. I know that for a fact. Wait, Eddie Bravo, like the crazy conspiracy guy? Yeah, he's the head. He invented that system, tenth planet, which is where where you get into systems, right? So like. I don't want to be the jujitsu guy on this podcast right now, but like, you know, he's got a network of schools that are are very well loved. There's one here in Austin. Oh yeah. Yeah. For for sure. For sure. I got, I just thought he was a crazy conspiracy guy. No, he is. Also practiced jujitsu. Uh, no, he's like a guy who built his career off of some victories in competition 
And then he sort of became a, you know, a, a character based on his charisma, but, but he's always had like schools that are on the cutting edge of what jujitsu could be. And um, some people hate and love that. And you get to go down a rabbit hole into the jujitsu community about whether what he does is good or bad or in the middle or whatever. I think it's all good. People who, people who are, you know, it's like you could say that the CrossFit gym across the street sucks, but I don't know. There's people when they're working out, they're trying to be better people. Right. So like on a certain level, everybody who's trying is on the right side of trying, (laughs) you know, I mean, Sure. And then you get into that whole question of if they're trying hard, mm-hmm. which I'm not trying... trying to fault anyone, but I had, I had this discussion with a friend of mine and I was like, yeah, blah, 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 trying hard. He's like, oh, well, some people genetically like can't try hard. I was like, wait, <laughs> I, what? <laughs> I don't know if that is a thing that I can. Confirm. He had a thing. He was very adamant about it. He's somebody that I really respect and, and he's, he's very smart and, um, so I'm going to talk to him more about it and we'll follow up on that. Cause I was like, I don't know how that's possible, but okay, all right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Talk <laughs> to me. Okay. Holmberg bands, booty shorts. Yes. And men being shirtless. Let's just say for the record. Wait, also Holmberg. Yeah. Okay. What? No, you go. I was going to ask uh, you really quick off the top. If this involves your gym at all. So I know whether we're going to potentially be. Talking about something Is it about that, my my gym? You, your your gym that you go to. Like I don't know who what affiliate you're involved with. So we have no we no we have no rules here. Um, that's that's good. I, uh, I assumed as much. Yeah, no. I didn't want to dive too deep before we figured that out. Well, I was going to say there's one underlying thing that's actually pretty important to this whole story, and it's that it's that Holmberg, and I'm sorry if I'm getting his name incorrect. Apologies. Uh, is a is a very devout Christian. Okay, I, I don't know that I immediately see where that plays in, but well, uh, we'll I'll, start I'll tie there. it back in later. It's, it's it's relevant, but I'm just I'm just saying that's important to know. Okay, so all right. So, well, what's your, what's your what do you think here? I'm you know I'm working out. Hey, you can't work out shirtless here, um, buddy. Well, I don't. Here's here's the thing. When, when it comes to don't work out shirtless here, I feel pretty comfortable with that. And I feel like, you know, I've encountered that in places, including my own jiu-jitsu academy. There's a pretty specific rule. There's a couple of places within the academy where there are uh, signs posted about rules for the academy. And one of those places uh, <clears throat> runs down. It's near the men's locker room, right? And it says, don't walk around shirtless in your academy. Have some respect. Like, this is a place to be respectful. And there's a couple other rules, like, like come out of the locker room with your entire uniform together and ready to go. Like, don't just walk around half dressed acting like you're getting ready to do something, like be ready to do the thing. All of that is just little details, not a big deal, but I feel like for, to say to a group of men, this is a gym space. Let's wear your shirt. Let's wear your top. Whatever it is, if it's a your kimono and yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that's pretty benign. I feel like that's just reminding people, like, hey, yeah, maybe you're ripped, but like, this is a place where we're doing work. Let's act serious. To tell women what they can wear when they're working out 
with with the shorts and the, what shorts are appropriate, what shorts aren't appropriate. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. I don't know. I don't have a definitive opinion, but I feel like what I do know is that probably 99 to 100%. No, I take that back. 90%. I'm guessing. And this is, if I'm wrong at me and tell me I'm a bad person, but I'm guessing 90% <laughs> of these places are run by men. Okay. 90. Uh. Oh, I don't know. I, you know that. I don't know. I'm uh, guessing. I'm guessing. And if I'm I guessing wrong, I'm really, sorry. No, I think. I, so look, I will just say. This is just off the cuff. And. One, I don't know if that's true because. Well, specifically CrossFit gyms anyway. CrossFit is like really. Uh pretty equal men versus women. Okay, but that, that unlike Okay. That, well, that, that opens it, up another avenue of discussion then, but, but tell me because I want to be educated. Well, I was just gonna say like it's it's pretty equal in that regard in terms of like I just feel like in other sports they're like you know, like I don't know what the what's a dumb sport. Golf, right? Like golf, the men's tee is here, the women's tee is closer. Or sure. Like there's just weird things. Mm-hmm. And it it seems like there's no limit. I don't know. There's no limiting of what. There's no preconceived limiting of what women can do in CrossFit. How about that? That sounds great. I mean, I think that sounds good. What what I was thinking, and maybe and, I'm wrong. So again, people. Well, I was I was gonna say I also think there's there's a lot of really well known, well established, well respected uh, gyms that are owned and operated by women. And that's great too. And that is a tribute to that sport. But when we come back to this issue of creating a uh, dress code within the gym, I don't have a strong opinion. I'm just curious. I feel like, don't you, and I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot, but do you think it matters who the person making the rule is? Or, I mean, because I I get the idea of like, let's create a sort of like work-focused, non- like we're not here to like show off anything. We're here to do the work, right? I get where that no, I, idea comes from, but I also feel like if I'm a guy running a gym and I'm telling women what to wear, is that really necessary? Like on what level is that really yeah. necessary? I so I would say back to your like jujitsu example. <clears throat> well, actually I have a question about that. When guys are like rolling, when they're training, do you always you don't always have the gi on? And so if you don't have the gi on, like do you do you wear like a do you wear a rash guard or or do you go topless or what do they do? Well, that's there. Good point. There's a little bit of a variation there, but and typically speaking, you wear a rash guard and shorts. Some people wear like leggings and stuff too to like really because you really don't want other people's sweat on your skin if you're going to get any abrasions or tears. You could get that's how people get stabbed. Yeah. Oh no no. For, yeah. For sure. But for sure. but there's always some freaking knucklehead in the gym who wants to just be in sh- short shorts, and no top, and you know you try to all right, all right. You try to convince that guy to join a different gym, but he always shows up. Um, okay. So on that, so to that point, to the jiu- that's a good example of jujitsu. I like that. There's always a lot of, uh, in my experience anyway, there's a lot of like discipline instilled in the teaching, right? Like the, don't leave the, the locker room looking like a slob, like have your shit together. 
Sure. So that's cool. And so I think like that all goes well with the philosophy and the, in the training, it all fits like, Hey, we're here to do work, whatever. Um, and I think like ultimately I don't think there's anything wrong with Holmberg being like, yo, if you're in this gym, you got to wear a shirt. I think like on the surface, that's totally I fine. mean, I know you it's, hate it's, it in your heart, but <laughs> well, I just wouldn't go to his gym, right? I'd be like, well, fuck that gym. You got to wear a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to sweat. I got to do work. Because gym's but, not serious. But to that point, I actually have a lot. I have a, I have a number of thoughts about this. One, pre-CrossFit. Yeah, so like when I started CrossFit, I didn't take my shirt off a lot. Like I grew all through cycling, I was never super comfortable taking my shirt off. I was a skinny fuck. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, like, I feel, I feel totally confident in myself now to like, to do it. And I, and I, I'm, I, whatever, I'm like, I take my shirt, off. go for a run, I take my shirt off. It's great. I feel really good about it. Um, good. But, you know what? So, so, I would, uh, damn it. One of these days I'm going to get one of those like, um, uh, audio keyboards. I can just hit us for sound effects. Cause that shit, <laughs> that shit, I got like a. So, like, I'm not, I'm not a great example, like, because I went from like being a skinny bike racer guy to like a less skinny CrossFit. <laughs> but um, I think there's a whole thing where like people in CrossFit communities build up the confidence, and they're like, yeah, like, there's another article that came out on the Morning Chalk Up, which is a CrossFit news website. Newsletter. Yeah. Well, but anyway, but they, okay. they had a write up today and at the, whoever wrote the article today, I didn't catch the name. Whoever wrote the article today, they were like on our gym at our gym, we have shirtless Sundays. And so they talked about the culture and how like certain people would take their shirt off to work out men and women. But the people that always took their shirt off were like the, you know, muscular, lean, like, super fit people anyway. Sure. And so sure. maybe maybe other people who weren't super fit didn't feel comfortable taking their shirt off. So they were like, fuck this. On Sunday, everybody takes their shirt off. And um, <laughs> okay. and they and they tell and they tell a story about how like that instilled confidence in like some people who maybe normally wouldn't take their shirt off and like how that's a really good thing. So I was like, oh like that's okay, that's cool. Great. Fucking awesome. Um the Holmberg thing is weird for a number of reasons. One, if you read the whole article, it talks about like how um, you should not take your shirt off and you should not wear booty shorts because, you know, it's going to give other people in the gym the wrong idea or it might be distracting or whatever. It's like the whole modesty <clears throat> angle, which is super weird. Yeah, but also, yeah, if, I agree. If, you just, if you just Google Holmberg, like the first 20 pictures that come up of him, he's shirtless. Actually, I want to point this out. I just had it open and I think I closed it. But the article that I saw that Matt sent us, the, uh, God damn it. I just like, Oh yeah. It, the, the morning chalk up link. Yeah. There you go. To this article on Instagram features the headline and then him doing a like kettlebell exercise with no shirt on. 
<laughs> right. So I'm like, who so, is this fucking asshole? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sorry to, hey, by the way, to Mr. Holmberg, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you an asshole, but in this picture, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be a bro. Like, let's just imagine we're having a beer together and we're bros. Dude, fuck you. <laughs> but so, but, but so also, but also be cool. Here's my other question. I read the article. I read the email from Holmberg to his, to his membership, and they said, no shirtless men, no shirtless women, no booty shorts for women. It did not say no booty shorts for that men. men couldn't wear booty shorts. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting double standard. So, like, where where do you cut it off? Because men wear like I like men wear shorts, right? That are you know, I I my wife <laughs> bought me <laughs> for Father's Day two pairs of running shorts that were from Lululemon. Okay, and they're oh dope. wait wait I have a they're question. Dope. They're dope they... as hell. I gotta say, <laughs> but they are tight. Are in they the, the booty are region? They the... Are they the pace breaker? Yes. Yeah, that short is dope. It's dope. Short. It's dope as hell. But, but like, if you got if you got the seven inch, if you got the seven inch inseam, that short is fucking short. <laughs> yeah, I think I, she got me a seven, and I think the other one's a nine, maybe. Oh yeah, the the nine is longer. Yeah, yeah. So I like got, the nine better. I've got one of each. The nine feels like I could play basketball in it. The seven feels like. I got to keep running because otherwise people are going to ask me to do, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's too short. I look, I just, I just want you to know, I still, I still, when I do, when I do running races, which I haven't done in a while, but like last time I did the marathon and that stuff, I have a pair of three inch racing shorts. Oh dear Lord. No, (laughs) they, they are, they are short, but if you're trying to run fast, that's what you need. And no one's going to, I mean, people are going to make very careful decisions about how close to you they want to get based on. Yeah, I'm going fast, though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Your short situation. <laughs> like, you can't, my, this is the thing. If, like, the length of your short dictates how fast you are going to run. If you're wearing short shorts, you better be fucking flying. Well, like, you I, can't be just, like, jogging around. I completely agree with that. And that's why, like, I had a pair of running shorts when I first started running again for this challenge. I went to my little workout closet of clothes, and the only running shorts I had were, like, real short. And they seemed to signify someone was going to run real fast. And I had a <laughs> – I, I just could not put those on and go in public. I felt very weird because I was like, I'm about to go to Town Lake and run hella slow I yeah don't, i you're don't like you're like mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> i cannot do it in this wardrobe but that's just well me. those lululemon right, so shorts though don't, don't we should have put that up front as this that fake i mean real uh sponsor oh you know actually listen while we're talking about lululemon i'm gonna call them out right now lulu they used they they used to make so I'm, I'm assuming the ones that you got have like the sewn in liner. Yes. And the liner that they used to make was longer, came further down your thigh. Okay. And now the, the liner they make is shorter. And so the issue that I'm having, Mr. Thunder Thighs over here, is that the <laughs> liner like rides up. And I, I need that shit to stay put. So I need the longer line. Bring it back. I need the longer yeah. line. Yeah, you do. CrossFit hashtag CrossFit problems. 
Also, hashtag also complicated ha- squat squad. <laughs> yeah, also hashtag complicated squat squad. We will make a t-shirt of that that no one will understand or buy, but I still want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I got a local dude. He lives on my street. SDR clothing. We'll have him do it. We'll bang him out. Whenever you're ready, he can bang him out. All right, we should talk we'll, after, after the pod. We'll talk about that. I'm, I'm down with that. So Adam, all right. So anyway, I think we wrap that up. Oh, go ahead. Wait. So let's let's nutshell this because I think what we came back to was uh, enforcing dress codes in the gym. I mean, put put a button on it. What do you think? Enforcing dress codes in the gym. Final verdict. What do you say? Like complicated? I or what? What do you? No. No, I I don't think it's complicated. I honestly think it's it is a hundred percent fine if that's if Holmberg's like everybody's gonna wear a shirt and you got to wear shorts that are three inches or long. I don't know what the rule is on that, but whatever, you got to wear other shorts. It's fine. I think it's weird. He hit it in like, he took the modesty angle. He should have just said like, this is a Christian gym. This is our deal. Sure. Whatever. And, and that's fine. I mean, look, the can market's going to decide. Point, can I point something out real quick though? Think about what? the most common depictions of Christ that you can think of. Okay. Oh, dude, hella naked. Hella, hella naked. Hella naked. The dude's wearing barely anything on the rag. I'm just saying. I mean, he's also he's also shredded. He's ripped. I mean, depending on which artist you're looking at, that dude. And I I know this is a hack joke, but it's my joke that I made up. But they actually named CrossFit after trying to look like Jesus on the cross. That's <laughs> where the name came from. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with the, with the dress code. I mean, personally, I have a problem with the dress code. Like, oh, I would no, not no. go there. Yeah, it would be a, that'd be a deal breaker on your end, I think. Right. Like, I, I would not, I would not pay them money. I wouldn't go there. But that's the thing, right? Like, the market will decide if he made a good or a bad decision. And here's, here's, here's my final thought on it. And I don't, I would love to hear if we have it. I'm going to say this seriously. If we have any female snakes, but seriously, if they're out there, I would love to hear that perspective on like, how does it feel? No one be- knows what that, no one knows what you just said through your laughter. It didn't make any sense. You okay. I'm sorry. It. Cause yeah, the female listeners, I'm not sure we have any, I hope we do. Um, I would love to hear, you know, just what it, my concern about this is, is that like, I just feel like, for the instruction that was given to the men was just put a shirt on. Okay. That's just kind of like being like, and also don't put your gum on the floor and just don't be an asshole. You know, it's just kind of like a basic instruction. The women, the women were given a very specific item or they, that they were told not to wear that it's probably something that's comfortable to wear while doing complicated movements with weights. And so I feel like, it's 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 unequal like those those two requests between the men and the women in the gym were not equal well i'll tell you what i know about christianity and it's it's outlook on men and women it's pretty goddamn unequal <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> so. it's hella unequal yeah that's right uh, do you know the highest well I, I, so what do you do you think do you think you could be a man at that gym wear a t-shirt and wear tights tights yeah, like, could you wear tights? You're just asking me if I could? Yeah, I can wear tights. 
No, I know you. I'm saying at Holmberg's gym. Like, like, is that okay to wear? I, I think his assumption is that that's not an issue. I think he thinks that, I, and I'm going to take a lot of liberty here, Mr. Holmberg. I'm sorry, but I think what he, <laughs> you know, because I don't know this guy. He's probably great, but what I'm thinking, he's thinking is that the dudes in his gym are hella ripped because they do CrossFit, and so like they have. Oh, you. They look a. They look good from the waist up, you know, they've got that vanity muscle situation happening. And so that's where he's thinking. He's like, Oh, for men, that's where the vanity is. And for women, it's like they have nice legs and a nice booty or whatever. I get that's what he's revealing by the you, rules that he made. Right. So I don't know him. But. Wait, so, so, okay. But you're assuming, and I think you're probably right. You're it's, it's specifically the showing of skin, not necessarily like, as if I wore tights, it doesn't leave much to the imagination, right? But, like, but it's not skin, so that's okay. Right. That, I think so. I mean, I, what I'm thinking is he's thinking about what are the vanity areas of the body for the genders as far as he understands them. And he wants to squash that because he thinks the, the vibe I got from the article and the people that commented on it that I didn't read that much of is that the concern was the gym shouldn't be a place to pick up somebody it should be a place to do work and on a fundamental level i think that's a nice enough idea but it's like also i mean come on come in here to work out don't tell me what to do <laughs> right like hey man i paid you. you know you know what the solution here is you need to send holmberg an email and invite him onto the podcast oh i could do that i i feel like i think i hedged my bet i, I was polite throughout this right i didn't say anything crazy no, totally. We could have him on. We could just talk about it. I'd like to know more. Actually, because, look, like I, I said, I you understand and I are not where he's coming against from. it. No, yeah, and I I'm mean, it. I, I mean, I, I personally, I don't care whether the women in the gym. I don't care what the women in the gym wear. You know, when I go to jujitsu, you know, I, I don't think about that stuff. But what I do think is like, and I'll leave it at this because I, I think I'm repeating myself now. But I do think it does matter from a like political sort of like social standpoint is the person legislating this what you're going to wear in the gym male female what is their like where are they coming from i think it kind of matters like for this guy who's i got well to be telling the girls not to wear booty shorts it's like can he not look away is is he bothered by it does it is is it well is he too arousable like what is the issue to that to that point i will i will say and i'm and i i'm guessing but i think i'm right Holmberg runs the gym with his wife as like, so they're like a team. So in that case, you know, like the the decision I'm going to say comes from both of them. Yeah. But anyway, also he might be, I'm guessing motherfucker got caught looking the wrong way a few times. I would, I would never say that about somebody. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the difference between you Uh, and me. I made a joke <laughs> and I'm standing by it. <laughs> All right. You, you stick to your guns. I think you send him an email. We'll have him on. We'll have a little chat about it. It'll be fun. Mr. Holmberg, I'm, like sure CrossFit shit. I'm sure you didn't look the wrong way. I'm, not, I'm joking. Uh, Bernie Sanders takes all my emails for me. Send them to him. And, um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I all right. Implied that your weird rule might have stemmed from something that happened in your life. Scott, <laughs> we burnt we burned like twenty minutes talking about booty shorts and shirtless. 
I need to know. Okay. What's the fitness update? What have you been doing? How's the running going? Are you carrying water? What's going on? I'm doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing well. I am uh, wanting to accelerate my mileage per week a lot in the coming couple of months, and I'm. Uh, thinking about some strategies for uh, mixing and matching where I can get it in because the heat here is getting pretty serious. So oh, for sure. that's yeah. been my big thought for a lot. I mean, things are going well, I think, but for things to go really well, I need to come up with a strategy that's going to get me through July and August here, getting in a serious amount of running per week or activity, but preferably running with some cross training. And uh, the heat's going to be a challenge. So I'm trying to decide how much uh, time using, you know, the gym, like to run on a treadmill, something like that, is acceptable. Like what's the um, the percentage that kind of is okay to supplement what I really need to do on the trail or outside? And it's tough to figure out because there, there's some physical limitations. I talked to some folks at the running store that I went to and they're like, yeah, you're going to have to use the treadmill a bit and kind of what, your what's, spots. That, what's your biggest, what's your biggest week so far for mileage? I don't, I couldn't even tell you because I, I was mainly tracking it in hours for a while and I don't have it in front of me, but like, honestly, it, oh, needs, okay. it needs to go up a lot. And like the, the litmus test that the person at the running shop I talked to, I wish I could remember her name. She was really, really helpful. But well, the, what's the name of the store? You can shout out the store. I should, because they were super cool, super helpful. And it's uh, Austin trail running company and they're in North Austin. I'm in South Austin. So it was a trek to get up there. Totally worth it. Really like nice. another universe. Yeah, small sort of boutique style shop, but like everything that I think you would need. And like the people that work there do the they do the work. They they run, they do running races, they they have like educated opinions. And that was really helpful because sometimes you're trying to figure this stuff out or shop for this stuff online and you're reading like comments on, you know, e-stores that are not from experts. Right, so. right. Yeah, you got to go talk to the real deal for uh, no question. Super helps. And I think we mentioned that last episode, but one of the things they told me was the target getting up to 50 miles per week uh, before the race, but preferably as early before the race as I can. And so that's been oh, something okay. I've been thinking about. I don't know that that's like a golden rule, but they're like, if you can be doing the distance in a week, it's if you're in a pretty good spot. And uh, so that's something I'm thinking about. And when you really think about like 50 miles in a week, like how are you going to plan that into your work week? It's a lot. I mean. No, it's totally not. No, 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 but no. But it's, no. it's also totally doable. But it's like, it's the, it's the where is it going to be? Which days is it going to be? That kind yeah, of stuff. Like, yeah, but like, look, if we did, like if we took a week, let's just say we took a week, right? What do you got to do? 50 miles? Yeah. 50. So you got to do, I'm going to say 50 miles. You're only going to run five days. You're going to do one long day, like, which is 15 miles. You can mm -hmm. do another day. It's medium. It's 10 miles. You're at 25 already. Sure. And then you go backwards from there. So you can do like an eight, a six and a, and a four or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And you're, and you're almost there. Yeah. So is that right? Did that math work out? <laughs> it sounds good. The one issue I have that I have to figure out, and, and I'm working on it, 
week by week, but like I've, so June was tough because June I worked four days per week at the hospital. I did overtime every week. So I was only off three days a week and the days that I'm on, I'm working 12 to 13 hours. I'm like, really, it's almost like the only thing I can reasonably do is like hit the gym for like a treadmill run after work. That's like all I can really do. Yeah, but can you can you do an hour? Can you do an hour? Like, how do you do on the treadmill? You do thirty minutes. Like me personally, no, I don't know. I, I am treadmill terrible easy. at the treadmill. I'm okay at the treadmill. Back in the day when I started training in New England for some half marathons, it was in the winter, and I did like long times on the treadmill. If I have a podcast on or something, I can listen to. I can tolerate. It's monotonous and it's boring, but I can tolerate a lot of it if I have a distraction. You know. So yeah. So like, like my brother, my brother's really good at running on the treadmill. Like he's, he's great at it. And me, I'm like 10 minutes in and I'm like, no, fuck, fuck this machine. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. But like, can't do it. Can't do it. You, you got to do so. something, right? Because like, I'm in, I'm in a situation where like, I can really only do outdoor real life long runs twice a week. Like I, I. I maybe a well, third, but I, maybe a third time if I manage my time really well. I think if I think if you get on the treadmill the days that you work, I think if you can get on the treadmill, and if you can bang out an hour, you can suffer through an hour and like use use like one of the the little programs like the hill program, so you get like a little bit of elevation, stretch sure. your Achilles, and like all that stuff. Sure. I I think it'd be it'd be great. I mean that that'll pay off for sure. And then on the days that you're off and like you can run run, then you go you go long. You can go slow as hell, but you go long. That's what I'm shooting for. And I I have a gym membership. It's to the gym that's like literally a block from my work. So it's very realistic if I bring my stuff to work that I can leave, go to the gym, suffer through another hour of activity listen to a podcast, whatever, then go home and that just make that part of the work routine. Cause really, I think for me to be ready for this thing based on the way my work schedule is, I have to be incorporating this stuff after work. And I haven't up till now, but like, I, I think I had the epiphany the last couple of days that it's, well, I think I it's think just going like to have to happen. The heat is so oppressive at some point that you have, you have to go inside. Yeah you, know, yeah, you either have to go inside or you have to run at one in the morning, which is not, which you know, is not realistic. Which so. is difficult where I live, although possible, but difficult. It's all you know. But I the, mean, okay. So wait, we got to turn this on you. But the the I think to put a button on it, I'm working forward to towards this goal. It's still very much going to happen. As sloppy and ugly as I might make it look, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm coming for this thing. Uh, how I mean, you, I love it. Doing? I love it. How are you doing? Where are you at? I'm, you know what? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. A few, two, what is today? Saturday? Friday? Saturday. Friday. Sir. Saturday? Two weeks ago, I attended an event, which I'm sworn to secrecy, so I can't tell you much about the event. I will tell you that... Uh, it started at 3.30 in the morning. Hmm. I carried a roughly 40-pound pack. And I covered north of 20 miles. Most of it was off-trail bushwhacking through the woods. What um, the hell are you talking about? 
Yeah, yeah. So this is event. Look, this I'll get you to sign up for this event in like a year. After you do the fifty miler, you can come do this thing. Oh no! <laughs> and um, and um, I I DNF. I did not finish. I dropped out at thirteen and a half hours. I was like, you know what? I got I got to pull the plug. No. So, <laughs> but a couple of key things. A couple of key things. One, I lasted thirteen and a half hours with no major incident. My feet were bruised. What's that? I said that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I was I was very happy with it actually. So my my feet were bruised because I I wore my running my trail running sneakers. They're super lightweight, and uh, which was a bad combination of like lightweight sneaker, heavy pack, and like really rough terrain. It bruised my feet, and so after thirteen hours, like I really couldn't walk very well. My feet were really stiff, and like they were they were really beat up. Um, and that was the only reason I pulled the plug. Like I still felt good. I was eating well, I was drinking, like I didn't have any, like, you know, real severe muscle fatigue or anything like that. So I was, I was pretty, uh, excited about the rest of the event. Unfortunately had to pull the plug, but what that says to me for the Vermont 50, sure, which, which we're, we're expecting is going to take 10 to 11 hours. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Like, so I, so I feel good about being on my feet for that amount of time, which is really good. So that was a really good test. Um, that sounds great. Good for you. Yes. So it was good. And then otherwise I've been doing some interval, uh, you know, interval training and starting to work some longer runs, um, into the week. Uh, my feet were bothering me unrelated to the event. My feet were bothering me. And then I kind of realized like my, this, the sneakers I was using, they were were old, so I was like, I got to get rid of these. I got some new sneakers, so everything's What'd you good. Get? What'd you, what, um, did you, what did you do? Shoe wise, you don't have to shout it out if you don't want to. But what did, what did you do, shoe wise? Well, so I, you know, all right. Uh, do you remember a year? Maybe it was a year ago or two years ago. Nike had the two hour project. They wanted somebody to run a marathon in under two hours. Okay. And so they had three guys. Maybe it was four guys. Three or four guys the best marathoners in the world. And they were like, listen, we're, you're going to come to headquarters. We're going to test you. We're going to do all this stuff. We're going to develop a special sneaker for you. It's you can wear weird. Clothes. You know what's weird about that? I didn't get the email. What? I didn't get the email. Oh, I'm, dude, this two-hour project thing was like so crazy. Nike put so much technology into breaking two hours in the marathon. Did it happen? And, um, I no, of, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. No, no disrespect to Nike, but I have not heard of a sub two hour marathon yet. No, but I, I don't know if I, I don't know what the exact time was when the guy finished. Uh, I think he was either like two hours and like thirty nine seconds, or two hours and one minute, or oh, like. Oh man, that's so, so close. That's <laughs> painful. So close. So so close. Um, and the, so what they had is they had this pace car. And the pace car shot lasers onto the ground (laughs) so that the runners knew exactly what formation to run in to break the wind to be the most efficient. That's fantastic. And And ridiculous. Dude, they had fantastic. They had so much. And so like, like whatever, like if the guy had actually run two hours or sub two hours, right. If he had won one fifty nine fifty nine. It wouldn't have been like an official marathon time, but it would have proved that it was possible for a human to run 
a marathon and under that's the whole point it's just to prove that it's possible sure so anyway and it's probably coming right i mean oh it's it's, it's definitely coming it's like the i don't evolution I think like of in sport, the next, right? totally in the next 10 years i don't even think it'll take that long but in the next 10 years it'll totally happen because the guy who was part of the project just ran legitimately at, in berlin he ran like a 201 50 damn so it's, people are knocking so, on the door. So crazy. So I don't know. I yeah. could I could put it into my phone, but what what's the pace? The mile pace on that? Do you have a, like a guesstimate? I don't. I don't know. I forget what it is. It's under five minutes. It's that's insane. I mean, for me, that would be a full <laughs> sprint. And I think for the average human being, and even like some health, healthy human beings, that would represent a full sprint. Sustained yeah, so, for two hours. That's crazy. So to put it to put it in perspective, I'm hoping that this summer, so I'm looking at like September or August, I'm not totally sure which month, I wanna run a sub five minute mile. Okay. Two years ago I, I ran five zero 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 zero. <laughs> so I, <laughs> nice. I missed it by a, a hundredth of a second. Uh and then earlier this year, like fresh out of winter, I did a mile test, which I think I told you about. I did a mile test and I ran 520, I think it was 524, like on a road, wasn't on a track, whatever. Um, it's still pretty. So later this summer. Yeah. yeah, I was totally happy. It was a good good starting block. It was all good. Anyway, I'm, I'm saying all this. I bought these new Nike shoes. Uh, I think it's called the, it's called the Nike Fly. I don't know. They got so many stupid names. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to get at is they developed this shoe specifically for the two hour marathon project and it has a carbon fiber plate in the sole oh you soon know it's fast if it's got carbon fiber in it you can stop talking that shit's fast it's carbon son anyway so the carbon is a flex carbon so that when you run it flexes back to propel you forward and it's scientifically flex. proven to help you run faster. And there's a big debate right now as to whether or not these shoes will be outlawed in official marathon racing. So let's rephrase that. Your ass is shoe doping. I'm shoe doping like a motherfucker. <laughs> you shoe doping. <laughs> so hard. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool, I, I though. Just, I would I shoe just, dope I if I could figure out a way I would do that shit right sure, now. Sure, why not? I just ran in them for the first time um, on Thursday. On the fourth, and um, they felt great. I was super excited about it. So I was like, "Oh, the shoes feel good." Fantastic. Of course, like you know, anytime you have new shoes, they feel good. So it's hard to say. Yeah, new shoes feel good, but then there there's levels, man. Because I've I've tried some the shoes I tried at the sh shop the other day that they I tried a couple different kinds. There was one kind that was even better than the kind I ended up leaving with. They didn't have my size. It was a whole thing, but like. Man, high end shoes when they're really good, it, you can feel it. It's just I don't know how to oh I don't know how to explain no it. No question. But there's just a feeling in your feet where you're like, this is great. This is not normal. It's just good. It feels good. <laughs> did they did they have you try did you try on the um the Hoka Oneone? I don't think so. Okay. I tried on You would know because the Hoka the Hoka has like it looks like three inches of foam under your foot. Like that's their whole thing is like super cushioning. 
Yeah, I did not try that. I ended up with a Hoka brand shoe, but I didn't end up with that one. <laughs> oh, you did get a Hoka? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Speed. Which one? Speed Goat 3? Oh, that's. I think that's like their number one selling shoe. Yeah, shoe kills it. It's great. I mean, it feels good when you put it on. It's awesome. You could go do 50 miles tomorrow with that shoe. That's how good that shoe is. <laughs> well, let's see if we can test that theory. <laughs> but it, it's, it's a nice shoe. Uh, um, Adam, I got a question for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn you in a different direction unless you got something else you want to fire out. No, I'm re- I, was, I was ready to shift. So what do you got? I want to I wanna ask you, because we haven't done this segment in a bit. This is a segment called uh-huh. Adam's Travel Tips. And I'm pulling it on you now. I didn't give you much heads up, but... I'm curious because you 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 work for you want to say the company specialized I'll say it um, specialized and, yes sorry <laughs> yeah. it's an awkward break and you're out on the road a lot because because you're you're doing the good work but um, so so I like to ask you travel questions because you're on the road way more than I ever am now here's a thought I had the other day I was on the road I had to figure out where it might be. <laughs> A good place to stop to use the bathroom okay so like i'm gonna bring it to you in a general sense when you're out on the road on a long drive like say you're on a not a turnpike but you know on your you know your general interstate do you have a strategy for where you like to stop if you need to use the bathroom like where's the best bet for a clean yeah bathroom yeah yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So I would say, like, you, you know, it's pretty common that people are like, I have to go to the restroom. And their and their instinct is to head for a gas station. Of course. I will just say, odds are, the gas station bathroom, not awesome. <laughs> Most so, of them have not been in my particular experience. Yeah, I mean, look, the most horrific bathrooms I've ever been in are at gas stations. So sure, sure. it's not where you want to be. So I would say you got you to gotta change your, your frame of thought a little bit. And you're like, man, I really got to go to the bathroom. And so you got to check. If you're in a state that has the signs that say, like, upcoming at this exit, and it tells you, like, there's a McDonald's and a Dunkin' Donuts and a Wendy's and whatever, that then you're in luck. That's great. Um, so... If you can find a McDonald's or a Burger King or a Wendy's or KFC or whatever, it's guaranteed that one, they will have a restroom and two, it'll probably be clean. Maybe not. Usually. Probably. I agree with you. The odds are pretty good. They're pretty good that it'll be clean. If you can get off of an exit and find a grocery store. Better. Even better. Mm -hmm. Then you're in good shape. And, uh, you know, like also, like you could also, um, a good go to, depending on where you are, if it's a more metropolitan area, you know, and, and there's a hotel, just go to the hotel. They're not going to question you. Just walk in and use the restroom off the lobby. It's totally fine. That <laughs> shit sure as hell is going to be clean. Sure. No problem. You good. probably score a free coffee on your way out. <clears throat> um, but if you're really in a bind, you head, and you know, like there's stuff around anyway, and you're sure. in a bind. You're not you head, you head, you head for a church. Ooh, wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Now me, like I'm up here in rural nowhere land, so like I don't, I don't have to rely on the church method. 
I can just like, you just go down some road, some side road. It's woods, right? It's all good. Um, <laughs> I'm picking and, up what you're putting down. You know, it's no big deal. But the church is a good go-to. People don't think about it. They're like, ah, oh, no, it's a church. Church is like 99% of the time this shit is unlocked. You can go in. You might see somebody. Just say like, oh, hey. <laughs> say hi. Be polite. It's fine. The bathroom is generally in the basement, so head downstairs. Um, and you'll be you'll be fine. There's we, a there's a maneuver okay, that I know you're familiar with. It's called the Gabe Lloyd. Oh, the Gabe Lloyd. <laughs> Shout out to Gabe and Lloyd if you're out there. I have never met anyone in my life who uses this maneuver except for Gabe Lloyd. <laughs> AKA oh. Brian Cranston, I think is his other name. No, that's an actor. No, Brian Dunlop. That's what I meant. So, so the Gabe, the Gabe Lloyd is you're traveling down the interstate, you're driving, you're you're nowhere, right? You're like, oh, oh I man, know this. I just remembered. Up. I know this ridiculous thing. But go ahead. Yeah, I don't. E- I don't even know why this is a maneuver. But anyway, so you're driving. There's nothing around. You take the nearest exit. You immediately get back on the highway via the on ramp, but you stop halfway up the on ramp. <laughs> And somehow that's a better place to pee in the woods. <laughs> I, I do not than, know where that idea came from, but I remember traveling on a road to a bike race or something with him, and he did that, and I was just like, what's happening? And is this a thing? No, it's not a he's thing. So, he's, so, he's so adamant about it. I don't know, I don't know what it is. Well, he's really a really smart, the other thing he's is, a really smart guy, and he's really confident. And when someone like that tells you something is a thing... You listen for a minute before you realize yeah. you're crazy. You're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, this is this is a thing. Okay. The other thing is, look, the other thing is you can always stop at um you can always stop at a fire station. They'll probably help you out or a or a police station, they'll probably help you out as well. But the the absolute go-to if you're like really stuck and you know, you got to go is you is you check the tire pressure on your vehicle. Okay. <laughs> That's it. You just, you know, you kneel down, take one knee, check the tire pressure. You oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. I, I love this segment because I learned so much. We need a theme song for this segment, Adam. I want you to think about some lyrics for Adam's travel tips. What, what, do you, what would you want? Well, that should it, to shouldn't like? we just, I mean, honestly, shouldn't it just be like Willie Nelson on the road again? I mean, that Ooh. would seem like the most appropriate. Yes, let's do that. I don't think we'll get sued. I hope. Well, so, I'll send an email to Willie and just be like, hey, yeah, Willie, what's, what's up? up? Is it good? He's like, it's good. No big deal. He's cool as hell. He's from Austin. He's a baller. I don't have much on I my to do Wait a Go. second. Yeah. Wait. Go. Go. That one, that one time, I don't know if you remember. It's a long time ago. That one time I rode my motorcycle down to Texas. I do remember that. I stopped at Willie Nelson's rest area. Where is that? Somewhere in East Texas, I imagine? Well, I don't know. It's north of you. So I was coming from Arkansas. So it's somewhere between yeah. Texarkana and Austin. Which that? I've done I've done that drive. Uh it's, it's uh what what is the word? Uh shitty? It's a shitty drive. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that fun. But I remember seeing the thing and it was like Willie Nelson's rest area. They had biodiesel. Biodiesel was a big thing. Oh that's and I was cool. like I was like, oh, shit. So I, like, pulled in. Huge restaurant, the whole deal. Willie 
was not there, I was a little disappointed. That is I thought he was going to be there, like, well, yeah. welcoming That's... people, like, hey, welcome to my rest area. Wouldn't that be great? He, I would love to he meet wasn't. that guy. He would be fun. He wasn't. He's, he's pretty cool. Oh, shit. Yes. Speaking sir. of Willie Nelson and, and weirdos. Hit me. What's your theory about unicycle guy? Oh, oh yeah, that's the next item on the list here. Uh, so here's my thing. I, I wanted to run this by you because you're a fellow. You would identify as a New Englander, I'm sure, living in Vermont. But you know, you, you're you're a lifetime New Englander, right? I mean, I'm a New Englander for sure. It, so here's my thing, and I I feel like I am too, even though I've been in Texas now for a decade. But but here's the thing. I feel like, and I'm trying to put, I'm going to throw a theory at you. It's sloppy because I haven't worked it out yet, but it's a, it's a, it's an idea I have about how, how, and then maybe it's about me, but also some other people about how we process the world, like what our first impression of things is. And so I'm going to hit you up. I know I've sent you the picture, Adam St. Germain. So for the listeners out there, I've sent Adam this oh, picture did, I numerous times. Did I not sky. post it yet? So. I didn't post it, did I? No. Okay, I'll find it. There's a guy who has lived in... I've been in Austin for 10 years. I've lived in South Austin most of that time. I, I went to Central Austin for a few years, but most of the time I, I've, I've worked in South Austin the whole 10 years. So I'm a part of this community. And on one of the main thoroughfares of this neighborhood, there is a guy who has been commuting <laughs> to work for the entire last decade on a very tall unicycle. Like where he's way up in the air. I don't know what the size of the wheel is, but it's big as hell. And he just zips along. He's got a backpack. He's got some lights because he's he's going to work early like I am, like before the sun's up. And um, he zips along and he goes to his job. And he does his thing. And so here's my thought. Like when I see him now, I always feel like it's like I found a lucky penny. It's like a nice thing. I feel nice. I'm like, oh, man, I just saw Unicycle Guy. So cool. But I think there was a time when I moved here, and maybe it was because of what was going on in my life or just being a New Englander displaced, where I was like, oh, look at the Unicycle Guy. Fuck this guy. What, is he going to wear a lizard on his shoulder tomorrow? Is he going to get a, a, you know, a little pig to walk around down? You know, I kind of like, oh, you're so special, you know? was like maybe my first impression of this guy. I love when I see him now. And so my theory, this is what I want to ask you, Adam. When it comes to stuff like that, and, and maybe, maybe I'm just psychoanalyzing myself, but isn't a little bit of what your reaction is when you see Unicycle Guy just you like kind of seeing yourself through that? Like it, it meaning like, if you're in a happy place in your life and you feel good, you get psyched when you see Unicycle Guy. And maybe if you're in a place in your life where you're frustrated or you feel like there's things around that you're not happy about, maybe that 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 you're mad at Unicycle Guy. <laughs> so my theory is Unicycle Guy will tell you where you're at in your life and how happy you are. But it's, it's, kind, uh... it's kind of a wild theory. No, I, I think, you know, I just read a quote quotation i don't remember where i saw it and it talked about like if you look for well scott i know that you're on the facebook you've seen all the pot stirring i've been doing recently <laughs> i wasn't gonna so, bring that up unless you did but you've been stirring a pot my friend 
No, we don't have to bring it up. But my point is, my point is, if you look for trouble, you will find trouble. And Hell if yeah. you look for whatever, if you look for happiness, you will find happiness, right? Like you'll always find the thing you're looking for. I think that's smart. Yeah. Right. right? And so like, there's a, there's a bunch of quotes that say it like a lot more eloquently and, and whatever. So, um, but to your point, right? Like, I think when you maybe first move there, you're like, you're unsettled and you're kind of like, oh, I'm like figuring this shit out, like whatever. And, and, um, as I've expressed before, people in Texas and the South in general are like very chatty. And as a New Englander, I'm very suspicious of these chatty people. They might <laughs> want to chat with me. And, um, and so like, I think your, your defenses are up, right? Like, like whether you consciously know that or not, your defenses are totally up, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And so you see this, you see this unicycle guy and you're like, fuck this guy in a unicycle. What is he doing? <laughs> Why and is now, he doing this shit? You know, it's not like, necessary. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're like, you know, like you got your, you got your thing going on. Like you're, you know, you're, you're doing, you're doing you, you feel good. You're comfortable and whatever. And so you're like, yeah, I'm doing me. Unicycle guys doing you like, it's all good. Things are good. Um, so like you find, I mean, you, yeah, you find what you're looking for. Totally. So, I agree. I think, I think there are things in your life. Unicycle guy is a great example He's a litmus test, man. You throw a unicycle guy at a person and see how they react, and it might tell you a lot about that person. <laughs> it really might, because like 2009 Scott was probably like, "Fuck that unicycle guy. What's his problem? Why does he need so much attention?" You know, like some weird bullshit resentment about unicycle guy. 2019 Scott is like, "I love this guy. I feel like I just won, yeah. the, won the lottery every time like I see him." You're like, I'm buying this guy breakfast. This is I, a boy. I would gladly <laughs> buy him a beer if I could ever catch him, but he never stops. I've never seen him in, in, a, in a neutral state. I've only ever seen him moving. So here's here's the thing. What he's riding, and I, I might have the name a little bit wrong, so I'm going to double check later, but it's either called a super wheel or a mega wheel. <laughs> Both and, sound dope. <laughs> right. But they are they are legitimately designed as commuting unicycles, and they come in either twenty nine inch, thirty two inch, or thirty six inch wheel sizes. I, I've never been close enough to him to guess the size, but it's it's big. I mean, he looks way up off the ground, and he's so I've never seen the guy look shaky on it, and I've seen him a bunch of times. Like he always. Just cruising down. Well, shitty. At, th at this point, he's fucking ten years in. Well, he's, he's been doing it a decade. One so leg. He, he should look hella good. <laughs> but like, you wonder, like, was there a shaky phase where this guy like survived it? Oh, <laughs> you I'm, know, I'm sure. Like, you know what? It'd be great to if you could catch him. It'd be great to ask him. Be like, listen, bro, did you used to commute on like a 24 inch unicycle? And just look like a clown the whole time. Like how'd that go? Yeah, I want to know. I want to know the answer. I'm gonna put it out there right now. I'm a, I'm a shy guy, but I'm gonna step up my game if I can. And because I, I see this guy once in a while, every couple of months, if I can catch a moment where I can roll down the window and talk to this guy, I'm gonna try and get him on the podcast because I would love to talk yes, to him on let's the podcast. Do it, unicycle guy. Because I, I, I you think know what? He has things to teach us. I don't know what they are, but I want to know. I want to find out. Listen. I'm going to suggest that you take to Twitter 
and use like the relevant Austin hashtags. Somebody knows Unicycle Guide. They're going to link you up. Somebody must know that guy. Yeah. I mean, oh, clearly man. somebody knows Unicycle Guy. I, I can't be the only one who's obsessed with this guy. And I know I'm you know, obsessed, but like every time I see him, it like it registers in my mind as like this guy. I, it's, this guy's amazing. So like there must be other people who have are aware of his existence. South Austin is not that big. I saw, wait a second. I saw a funny t-shirt today. It's not a funny t-shirt. I saw a t-shirt that caught my attention today. Okay. And it, it, and it said, and it said, it said, it said, uh, I might misquote this. So whatever, but it said obsession is a word. Lazy people use in, in place of dedication. Ah, interesting. And I thought, I thought, Oh damn. <laughs> but then I also thought like, but then I also thought like, yeah, but what if you're actually obsessed? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you got a separate thing and that's your own situation. And then I was like, I was like, how do you, how do you draw the line? I don't know how you draw the line. So Adam, let's talk a little bit about housekeeping. We're going to do some housekeeping right now. Hit it me. is July 6th. It's Saturday. We, yes, sir. when, when are we going to record again? And what do you we want might, our we recording might record, schedule listen, to look like? <laughs> listen, listen. If I can get uh, if I can get call recorder to work along with the blue microphone that I have, yes. we are going to record next week from Lake Tahoe, California, with our first ever guest on the podcast. Love it, and I can give you some guidance on that uh, off the air, but but it's it's. Uh, I've been banging around with this stuff for a little bit. Like the setup I have in the office here at Talk Show World Headquarters is a little bit different, but uh, the original setup I used to use really only involved that microphone, laptop, call recorder, and Skype. So if you have all those elements, we can make it work where I will be the recipient on a cell phone, but we'll talk about it later. We'll figure it out. In the meantime, we need to know What's going on with this duck that's riding a cow? Okay, so I think it's a duck, but I'm not sure. But I've seen it, and then my wife saw it a few days later and told me. So we live in South Austin, way far South Austin. There is an exotic game ranch very close to where I live. It's like literally around the corner. In between, there are a couple fields where there are... Wait, hold on. Oh, okay, start again. This is me saying that we just picked back up where the call left off because I didn't pay Skype enough money because you know, you know, capitalist America, God damn. So, so <laughs> let me just, cause we got to wrap this up. It's been a long record, but we, we needed because Adam was gone for so long there. I mean, seriously, I got, I got several uh, messages from people just wondering, you know, is Adam okay? What happened to his cookie? Is his cookie okay? <laughs> All this yeah. stuff, and I was like, "No, he's fine, man. He's ripped. He's good." But uh, so shredded, so, bro, shredded. So near the house, exotic game ranch. Also, some cattle. Got it. There are some ducks. I think they're ducks. I'm not sure. They're little white birds that I've seen that are, are getting up on the cows, like by their shoulders, and riding them around, like like how like it would look if a um, like if a pirate had a the bird on its shoulder. You know, when a pirate has a <laughs> parrot on its shoulder. These these ducks are riding cows like that, and the cows are just cool with it. And I saw it, and I thought I was having a fever dream, and then my wife saw it, and I was like, I don't even understand anymore. 
So, Adam, you are from the great state of Vermont, where I'm pretty sure cows are at least equal to the number of people, if not surpassing. No. No. <laughs> no. Maybe there's been the some recent changes. Ten. Okay. The human race has surpassed the cow population. Well, congratulations to all of your your Vermont people. But have you seen it this? Was a hard... Do you see ducks riding uh... cows? Is this a thing? I don't know if I've ever seen a bird on, a, like, physically on the cow. I've seen it twice now in a couple of weeks, and my wife corroborated it. So it's not just me. All right. Look, here's what we need. We need a picture. I will work on that. Of the of the bird on the – I you know, no, I, this isn't something that rings a bell. But um, I will say, like, we see so many cows. I just kind of block it out, right? Like Okay, but I want to know what your PR is. I need a PR on ducks riding cows from you by the end of the week. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to chat. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to see how many birds I can see on cows. You know, All it might right. be zero. Could be 400, I'm not sure. Hard okay. to say. We, we we wrapped up Hard most of the say. issues that I put onto the agenda for this episode. We've gone long, but it's been great. Do you have anything you want to talk about before we sign off? I just want to say, look, there's a wonderful, wonderful documentary. I think it's on Netflix. It's called The Circus, the PBS episode, you know, the PBS show, whatever. It's amazing. It goes through like the whole history of the nice. circus. What an asshole P.T. Barnum actually was. You know, <laughs> he kind tell, of invented the, modern, the modern circus and all that stuff. Don't mention that um, to my wife. She's from Baraboo, Wisconsin, where that motherfucker started all that shit. So don't mention it. He's kind. He's look. I'm just saying, like he's kind of a bag of shit. Oh, and, I, I, um, someone in America from years ago who got famous for something was a, it turns out to be a shithead. You're trying to tell me that's a surprise? I'm supposed to have. <laughs> and so, and then there's like the Ringling Brothers, which is totally fascinating. It's like group of five brothers, and like anyway, the whole thing is really. It's a really great documentary. Like if you're a history nerd, it was really interesting. And it reminded me of like when I was a kid and my uncle took me to the circus and like how cool it was. And it was like really amazing. So it was really fun this evening to go to the circus with, uh, with the kiddo. I'm just saying people should go to the circus. It's pretty fantastic. I will say this on the way out on that subject. I took uh, Ollie when I was in Baraboo, which is the home of the circus. It's a uh, circus world headquarters. I think it's, I can't remember. I'm going to mess it up, but I think it's the PT Barnum people actually are from Wisconsin, from that town. Anyway, there's a circus world museum there and they have a circus. Uh, I, I, did, I, you know, based on the documentary, PT Barnum is not from Caribou, Wisconsin. Okay. So it's, it's one or the other, but it, it doesn't matter. The, the bottom line is I took my little two year old. I think he was even a little longer at the time, but we went and we sat and we watched this, uh, little display that they do. It's it's very like small town, big top circus, and there was a guy who rode a bike and juggled fire. It was it was pretty fun, but to watch the little kid enjoy it, it was pretty sweet. And it was like not yeah, one, I mean, not one of those ones where they're like you know abusing animals or anything. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, there's this whole idea that you go to the circus and you're transported from the everyday into the fantastical. And you watch these things that are amazing. And it's totally fun. And it's it's great. Everybody should go to the circus. Support the circus. <laughs> and 
that's the, and I think that's a good place to end the episode. Adam says everyone should just go to the circus. Just go to the circus. Just it's do great. It. And on that, this podcast has ended. Let us go in peace. Let us go in peace. Nice to have you back, buddy. <laughs> Glad you're alive. Hey, next week we're going to crush it. Oh, we're doing it. Yeah. We might even talk about food. Match. Oh, we will. And we'll do uh, two lifts and a lie. We'll bring that back. That's awesome, man. Okay. Bye.